sticks. As our civilization teeters on the brink of fatal collapse, the value of broadcast gold has soared to unimaginable heights. Join us in the conflux of radio's emerging superpowers. Chris Troy Pavala, T. Sterling Watson, Wendy Lou Aphorismo, and Michael James DuPaul. Cozy up in your bunkers and hope for salvation. This is The Lost Eye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that we are reaching your dial. 
Welcome to the 83rd installment of The Lost Dial, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. My name is Michael James Dupal, sitting across from me. The man, the myth, the legend, the always reliable, the always pretty in pink, T. Sterling Watson. Well, good morning, ladies, and especially those that love pink. Yes, with bells on, especially. I'm not, ding, I'm not actually ding, wearing ding. pink or bells. No, just. neither of which. But when do you own a pink shirt? When he does, he always looks. I haven't worn it though. Quite up to snuff. A long time. Yeah, you should. You should break out the pink every now and again. I suppose. I don't you're, know. you're comfortable enough with your manhood. I guess, but I don't know. What do you mean? I don't, I don't like. I don't like standing guess. out sometimes. Right. And like yeah, with like bright colors. And you like, yeah, me. You don't it's, care it's to stand out. It's it's really odd. Like I enjoy like. You don't, I don't, know, you don't this, like this, being a diamond in the rough. This road to celebrity that we're on, <laughs> yet um yeah I know, <laughs> um but I don't want to like stand out more than I have to. So I'm not gonna wear like bright flashy colors. I'm not gonna have a shiny suit. Mm-hmm. Not gonna have any you know reflectors or bells or whistles as you were just saying. Right. Um, so yeah, no yellow, no orange. I will wear red occasionally, but like I'm not going to be an all red suit, like a pimp or something. So, the day will come when you're um, unless unless it's for like some kind of acting job. I'm just not going to mm-hmm. go on the street in everyday <clears throat> attire, being brighter than the sun. There will be that day when you are uh, attending red carpet events, <laughs> and you're going to be you're going to be. That's that's different. That's working. Doing your damnedest to uh, stand out and be wearing wearing the uh, oh ooh la la. What is he wearing? That, that that's different. Who that's, are you wearing tonight, Sterling? Again, that's that's when I'm working. Captain like, Terrell, who are you wearing? In everyday life, I'm not going to be walking around, you know, in the uh, in Easter colors, looking like a pastel, looking like a cholo on Easter. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, could you could you turn my volume up if I am not up? Uh, you feel you're not loud enough, or no, 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 oh, over that here, thing. magic, magic man. Oh, that I see. You just got a little. You patch it every time, every time. That's some smart mouse there, like he a circus mouse or something. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it is true. It's a sad day. Uh, sad day. Indeed. Sad day in America. I, I just real. I just found out what his name is because I actually had to look it up. I just always called him the big black guy from. Uh, oh, Green, you never knew his name. Green Mile. Michael Clark Duncan. I'll say he shares a couple of your initials and you know first name. MCD. I'm MJD. MCD. Michael Clark Duncan passed away. What yesterday or this morning? Yesterday. Well, Fifty-four. Um, Sickle cell anemia? No, he had a, a heart attack a couple months ago. Did he? And I guess he never fully recovered. I don't know. I haven't gone back to look at it, but <clears throat> that's what I've. Does that have anything to do heard. with his his drastic weight loss? Uh, you see him in recent pictures, and he's a I don't know a lot slimmer than uh, he they was. They say sometimes stuff like that isn't really healthy. Like if you lose a bunch of weight or put on a bunch of weight, oh, maybe yeah. if they go back and forth like that. Drastic. But. That's why I always like I uh, I give credit to. Uh, we talked about it a while back, the the flick, uh, The Machinist. Oh, right, right, with uh, Christian Bale. As you think about it, weight. I mean, with certain actors, high, you know, grade A, you know, A-listers, they got to pay them a lot of money when they're, you know, when it's not, you know, like fake mm-hmm. prosthetics and whatnot. When they actually, they really go when well they're out. actually packing on the pounds for, for a role or losing weight drastically like he did in that one, I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's, it's risky. 
That is, <clears throat> if it if it isn't, and maybe it's like maybe a form of method acting. I think when you actually you know really throw yourself into that character, where you're you know losing or gaining pounds because uh, uh, George Clooney did it for uh, what is the name of that movie? I don't know. It's it's one of the Clooney <laughs> one of the the dramas, but that doesn't help because most of his movies are dramas. Um, I want to call it series. Did it? Yeah, series. Syriana? Something like that, yeah. I think that's that's what it is. He gained weight for that? Yeah. I don't think it's not. Yeah. I mean, it was an all right movie. Nothing I would buy, but pretty good for what it was. Anyway, see uh, see how Clooney and, and the uh, the A-leaguers uh, overshadow a man like Michael Clark Duncan. We just want to, you know, give him a word. Oh yeah, give, I mean, give him a give him a couple moments, and all of a sudden we start talking about some other A list. <laughs> well, because we were talking about something else. You know how we do mm-hmm. get off on our tangents. Yeah, we do, but mm-hmm. uh, Twitter was all you know a tweeting about. So a lot of uh, rest in peace, uh, tweets. Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty sad, and then that that was trending, and then uh, the Green Mile was trending, which you know that's that's that, the one that's what he's most known for, right? And that's the one he got. I, I didn't know he was nominated for uh, an Oscar for that, but. Good was guy. he? Yeah, he was. I Nominated. didn't know that. He didn't win, though. No, he didn't win. No. If he won, then every time you hear his name, they would say Oscar winner um, Michael Clark Duncan. But yeah. he didn't win. So I do like your Mrs. Corn, your Mrs. Cornbread. I sure do like me some cornbread. The other thing they call him is a gentle giant, which he definitely looks like. And mm. he's a big teddy bear. Yeah, just wanted to crawl into that cell with him <laughs> and, and roll around, or you know, snuggle, spoon with him. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to leave that one alone there. So, uh, yeah. so anyway. Um, I just met in real life, and actually a lot of people were saying that. But um, I tip my hat. He's I, a really uh, awesome guy. I, I give a, a moment of myself, and uh, so does Sterling, I'm sure, to oh, yeah, the late, great, gentle giant, Michael Clark Duncan. He's at 54. <laughs> How many times am I going to have to look and see what See his, his name? name? I'm surprised. I thought you would know his Michael name. Michael Clark Duncan. No, I didn't know up until today, until this morning. I mean, I saw something yesterday, but it didn't trigger, it didn't, you know, pop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was watching a little Morning Joseph, and they uh, they mentioned it really quickly before they, uh, before they uh, you know, fired off the, uh, <laughs> oh, did the 10-gun salute for the <laughs> uh, Democratic National Convention, which starts it's tonight. Nice. And I don't know. I uh, I have a few things to say. I prepared a little something, something. I bet you did. Uh, for the uh, Democratic National Convention does start tonight, and it's, uh, the talking heads are a, are a buzz about uh, what the Dems and the president. I mean, it all leads up to the president accepting the, his nomination mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the. Uh, the Democratic side, even though he is an incumbent president, he is he was nominated. He, no one ran against him, but um, to take on Mitt Romney in the uh, the upcoming general election. But the big question is, I mean, you know, like I said, the talking heads are about those heads are about to explode because they're just you know the the politics of politics mm. is crazy. But I wanted to bring up with you, um, the big question is, and this has been brought up in other elections, but I think it's very interesting (laughs) this time around. The big question is, 
are you, are we, but are you, am I, are you, you personally, are you better off? Let's just say in general, in your opinion, are we better off today than we were four years ago? I would say so. Under the rule of, of King Obama. I guess because I am such an Obama fan that in, um, I don't follow politics as well as I probably should. Right. So I can't like back up my facts of why I believe, you know, oh, I'll back them up for you. Oh yeah, I know you would. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know. I would just say that we are. Yes. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Cause I'm actually trying to think of like why, but I, I, I am, I'm struggling at, uh, as to why. Well, I just don't really want Romney to be president. He just, I don't know. I don't want really a robot in the. Uh, he is. Um, but but things are gonna get you know kind of. I don't want to say nasty or anything like that. I um, can't I can't wait for the uh, the commercials uh, and ad campaigns. Oh, and, oh, oh It's gonna get there. Oh, it already is. Trust oh yeah, me. it it's, is. But the town's on fire. The Beltway's on fire. Um, well, it's spreading obviously. Because yesterday was also um, empty chair day. Which is something the Republicans embraced, and they kept taking pictures of empty chairs. And yeah. They're going to try and, uh, the Dems are going to try and get Betty White to uh, go up against uh, <laughs> Eastwood. <clears throat> and who's, what, what is Betty White going to be interviewing or talking to? She's just going to go, uh, well, this is a rumor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not going to have her go up there and, and try and um, overdo Eastwood's idi- idio- idio- idiocracy. Idiocracy. <laughs> His idiocracy, but you know, like um, you know, they want to combat the what the Republicans did and actually made a fool of themselves and actually, unless put, putting Eastwood up there stole the show, you know, this unless was supposed, you know, it was you know, um, right, like what your mother right. was saying was just an ingenious plan. Right. He's and... still he's still a uh, a far left leaning liberal, and it was a. Uh, Sabotage, and after um, after Obama's speech, he's like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Clint Eastwood can because we all want to still believe that Clint Eastwood is a brilliant mind in the entertainment world um, by what he did, and if it wasn't a plan, a sneaky a sneaky sabotage plan, um, a lot of people can now sit back and be like, yeah, he's a raving you know, senile old lunatic in, in certain, in certain respects. But you just said it. He's an, he's a great entertainer. So that's what he did. Well, you know, of course, I, I, the... I, I would much rather believe that it was, that it was a, a sneaky plan on his part and a mm. uh, uh, good way to get some people uh, who uh, are in, who run the uh, RNC, who set up things time wise, timeline wise, Fired and just you know basically steal Romney's thunder. Not that he had much to begin with, but are we better off hmm. today than we were no, four I... years ago? Now I I just want to I, I want to dish this out for these um, brainless um, these dummies, dude, uh, out there who have who who have the audacity who have the gall to actually say that we are worse off today than we were four years ago. Let's, let's take a a magical little, uh, time, a little journey, a time warp back 
four years ago to Mandalorian uh, right now. Yeah, uh, to the time that uh, Barack Hussein Obama became was inaugurated president. Let's take a trip back four years ago, when uh, the the uh, United States economy was already over the cliff, spiraling downwards very fast, um, like a helicopter with a dead pilot. Um, Traffic, okay. And uh, all along with it, pulling down the uh, the global intertwined economies of the rest of the world, mm. um, plummeting us towards inevitable um, depression, worldwide calamity um, on the monetary side, as well as you bring down the economies of the world in a modern day depression, um, which it didn't happen, but it almost did, and it would have basically played out like uh, an end of a fight club scenario. So it, for the, it for really would have. For the 10 year olds listening, this is basically just the whole bank bailout thing you're talking about. Or not the, well, let's, I'm like, four years ago, this was one of the things that was happening as he was taking office. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the world economy was spiraling, on, spiraling out of control. Um, we were losing about 600,000 jobs a day people were being thrown out of their um, houses left and right. Um, a lot of people were very naive in uh, taking some of these uh, taking on some of these mortgages that they did, but it was uh, all part of um, an unregulated Wall Street, mm. um, which thanks to uh, the Republicans and eight years of the Bush administration, let Wall Street run wild, basically. Check out the inside job documentary for more information on that. <clears throat> So basically, uh, four years ago, uh, before um, King Obama took control and uh, started uh, working on uh, uh, cr- turning America into a uh, third world European, Western European nation. Hmm. Uh, this is all sarcasm, by the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. This is Mike DePaul, the Republican. Let's, let's just look at it in those terms. Um, things were not good. And uh, and I'm not saying um, now take a look at what what's going on now. Okay. The economy, as many can say, is stagnant. But when you when you put yourself four years ago and I mean, whether you were in a situation like some people that their lives were just being torn to shreds and they had, you know, they felt like, you know, rock bottom they had never felt rock bottom before, but they were there. You know, people with families, people who were being thrown out of their houses, had lost their job, and uh, you know, after having this having this set career for a decade or, or more, uh, it was it was going to hell in a handbasket. And for these ignorant dummies that are that are saying that today, four years later, that we're in a worse condition, that we are in worse shape than we were eight years ago just blows my mind. Yes, the economy is a bit stagnant, but um like I said, uh the, so so many people out there think that the uh president, whoever it may be, has a, uh, you know, a couple magic buttons mm-hmm. and all they have to do is press it and things magically come back to life. Exactly. Um a recovery such as one that uh, has been taking place for the past four years from what we um, w- what we witnessed happen, um, 
I can't, I can't, I'm not an economist, but I can kind of understand why um, we just didn't rebound just like that. Hmm. Um, not to mention that there's still parts of the world that are, you know, keeping us teetering. I mean, it's not just our economy. There's, you know, uh, um, other nations on the brink of economic failure that, um, you know, and because it's such an intertwined global economy, Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, it's just, it blows my mind that this is, um, this is part of their game plan, is to, is to say we are worse off than we were four years ago mm. when the world was basically coming to an end before our eyes. Right. Um, and the fact that, um, that uh, President Obama has not accomplished anything or if he has accomplished anything it's it's been um you know bits and pieces of uh putting together uh, a stalinistic uh, um chairman chairman mao style uh <laughs> government so both say some of these references you're lo- stalin i understand but the other ones um and a lot of it's kind of their fault i would say cuz i mean it has to go through congress or the house or whatever and if republicans keep shooting everything down right. then how from, is anything going to get From better? day one, I remember driving home from Washington on the day of the inauguration, and we were flipping through the stations listening to some of the, uh, the talking heads on the right. And from day one, they were already chiseling out plans to sink this man. Hmm. From day one, the majority of the Republican Party and then the birth of the Tea Party was to stall or kill anything that this man tried to do oh well he had control of both houses of congress to begin with it doesn't matter Mm. they still and once uh the republicans gained control of the house of representatives that's when it all took the tea party was nothing more than a band of rabble rousers that wanted nothing more than to infiltrate government and to um what's that word that that everybody's using um to basically get in the way to and to to thwart somebody thinking blockading, but I don't know. I've, I've blockading. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. The Just Tea Party and the Republican Party. Um, I'll, I'll I'll think of the word. I will think of the word. It's uh, nothing but basically, like I said, that has been their number one goal. Uh, they've hated this man from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, what 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 about his past? Uh, that I don't know about or I haven't heard about how, how he was a he was a tyrannical uh, warlord um, monster of course he was. before he became president. Is yeah. that why they're so um, hell bent on stopping this man in Chicago? He was doing that. Yeah, I want to read. Um, uh, I want to go down a list really quick right. <clears throat> of these are uh, Obama's top 50 accomplishments, okay. just the top 50 accomplishments, just so we uh we understand that he hasn't been, you know, sitting around in the Oval Office, you know, sticking cigars up his butt. Because um, he does what he does on his day off. Well, I mean, that's fine if that's what he does. So here we go. I'm gonna go down the list here. <clears throat> Are you, right. is, okay, is this like in um, any kind of type of that? Any kind of order? Is there like this is the top? Um, whatever. No, it's not really an order. Okay. Um, it's a little back and forth. All right. There we go. He passed health care reform. <clears throat> this which, is, uh, which Romney wants to take away as soon as he right. comes back to office. Which uh, the, the, the mold of uh, Obamacare 
is kind of what they call Romney care, which is something he instituted in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly the same, but for some reason, Romney wants to uh, dismantle Obamacare. Now, thanks to uh, <clears throat> the position that I'm in these days with uh, other jobs that I work on, I actually have a greater understanding of what that, what this, all this yes. is all about. And for them to take it away, it's going backwards, <clears throat> and we're gonna be we're gonna be worse off. After five presidents over a century failed to create universal to create uh, universal health insurance, uh, Obama signed the Affordable Care Act 2010. It will cover 32 million uninsured Americans beginning in 2014 and mandates a suit of experimental measures to cut health care costs. Health care cost growth, the number one cause of America's long term fiscal problems. He passed uh, the stimulus, which was a $787 uh, billion American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. This was in 2009 mm-hmm. uh, to uh, spur economic growth, uh, help us um, in during the Greatest Recession since the Great Depression. How many times have we heard that? Mm, right. Uh, weeks after the stimulus uh, went into effect, unemployment claims began to subside. Really? Uh, 12 months later, the private sector began producing more jobs than it was losing. What? <laughs> um, and uh, it has continued to do, do so far. Do, it has continued to do so for 23 straight months. What? Creating a total of nearly 3.7 million new private sector jobs. Hmm. Really? Um, so that means he created jobs? Uh yeah, I mean, is by the sounds of this, that uh, this stimulus stimulated. It stimulated. It actually worked a little bit. A little bit. Right, right. Let's not, 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 give, not, let's not give him too much credit here. Not enough to reelect him again. <clears throat> so, yeah. Premier Obama. All right, he passed <laughs> Wall Street reform, which uh, basically kind of put Wall Street in check. Mm. You know. Instead of uh, handing out uh, mortgages to everybody and anybody, causing the housing bubble, which uh, was a huge part of uh, the economic disaster. Uh, Who would have a problem with that? He wrangled uh, Wall Street and the OK Corral. Because uh, the Republicans are... He ended the war in Iraq. Can you believe that? Mm. It was uh, actually something he promised. Oh, that's right. It was one of the three major... uh, um, Foreign, foreign affairs. He uh, he um, he so, said. He so was you mean the Republicans weren't happy about that, and they wanted no, to stay no, in no. war and yeah. killing our you know brothers and right, sisters, right? Okay, um, spending billions on a daily basis when our uh, our country is crumbling at our fingertips right before our eyes. So spend money in that, mm. but not on you know right health education, Ed- health care, mm. infrastructure. Right, right, right. Okay, makes sense. Um, right. Go on. <sighs> So that was one. He said Guantanamo hasn't gone around to it. I can see him doing that in the next term. Um, plans are already in motion for the end of Afghanistan. Mm, okay. It is already in motion. Um, but Iraq is, uh, for the most part, over. And uh, you don't see the rest of the world, um, you know, throwing eggs and uh, lettuce. Shoes. And shoes at us because we, we left prematurely and inappropriately. We should have never went in in the first place. If, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna cry because civil war has broken out three ways in Iraq, it's only because we should have never gone in there and did what we did in the first place. 
there's only one way to exit a quagmire such as Iraq and President Obama did it and he did it correctly. I want to, we should go to a break. I, I want to finish this list before we get into anything else because it's just very important that, um, that the lost dial um, <laughs> makes it clear to everybody out there listening that Premier Obama is not a complete failure. Mm. So let me, uh, let me cue up some... Whatever that was. Southern playlistic funky Cadillac music. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. You ready to go to a break? Episode, um, yeah. uh, episode 83 of, uh, of The Lost Dial, powered by All Noise Radio. Uh, we will uh, return with the rest of the list of uh, Premier Obama slash Mao's accomplishments. Mao's? <laughs> Chairman Mao! <laughs> Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to episode 83 of The Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. Uh, me, sitting here with uh, T. Sterling. <laughs> yes, same. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to finish up this list really quick before we move on to other things. Because, uh, like I was saying to uh, Sterling uh, during the break... It is so important. It is so important to do our part. Lies. To, uh, you didn't say that's me. I'm kidding. Yes, you did. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> lying sack I was of, too busy stuffing my face Lying sack cake. of crap. Uh, it some is, delicious it is cake. Some pound cake. He was pounding his face with some pound cake. Shout out to whoever made that cake because I think that was a homemade cake. Think so? I think so. It tasted yeah. homemade. Anyway, it is, uh, it is so very important for us to do our part to keep um, Premier Obama out. Uh, in the White House uh, it is very important. Uh, everybody get out there and do your part. Because he's, he's got a job to finish. Dis- and he didn't finish his job yet. Right. Despite, uh, regardless of what your, uh, your political uh, affiliations or uh, uh, regardless of what you are politically out there, uh, just do your part. Because um, it is important. So even if you <clears throat> vote against him, at least you're doing your part. I don't want to hear about anybody voting against him. Um, not from our generation pool, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just do, do your part. And then, But there are people out there, and I'm going to say this because I saw it on Facebook the other day. There are people out there our age that are, um, and there's a number of them too, that are kind of just upset that there's only just two, you know, Democrat and Republican. And why is it always just these two? Why can't you just... But I, I think the point that we're trying to make now, as long as you're voting for someone and you are voting. Right. Um, and the bottom line, I think I said it in the last show, um, in, in every society, in, in every country, there is, there is a right and a left. Hmm. They might call it something differently. Um, yeah, it would be nice if some other parties um, were able to gain strength and become 
um, as significant as the Democrat and the Republican Party, mm-hmm. I would love it. I think that would be amazing. <clears throat> so instead of just these two sides, then we'd have maybe a triangle or just, you know. But uh, really, it's, um, it's, it's human fundamentals. It's, uh, it's like the fact that we're um, born... Well, the majority of us with two eyes, a nose, a mouth, like two male legs. Or female. Uh, it's just like the fact in this country we drive on the right side of the road, um, and so Everywhere on and so forth. Left. It's it's <laughs> part of just uh, it's just part of um, the human um, condition. It, it's it's inherent uh, uh, being two major uh, sides politically. With so uh, you're right, you're wrong. Right, or you're right or you're left. Right, it's <laughs> like good and evil. I mean, it'd be nice if a, if a third party was able to spring up. You know, uh, like an intermediary. You know, what would be better or, like, and I'm, I'm um, totally it's not. It's totally throwing my geek flag out there once again. But it'd be like if it was the um, like the Green Lantern Corps. Um, what what? <laughs> and it's not just the green ones. There's there's red lanterns, yellow lanterns, um, white, black, all pretty much all the colors of the rainbow, yeah. and they're all. They're not all fighting against each other, but they like, kind of like do. Like Power Rangers? Well, they're all colors, but they fight together. <laughs> <laughs> I had a the point Power there. Rangers were all different colors, and they all they Yeah, all but they all, got a, they all got along, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. But that's a better example, I guess. I Power guess. Rangers? <laughs> Power Rangers, yeah. Why can't, why can't the government be like Power Rangers? And then, you know... When because it's still it's still the a couple generations that need to die off pretty much it's a bunch of silly old white people mm. um, and I hope uh, no I'm I'm pretty sure um, once it's a good maybe you know three or four generations once they're gone um, and you know the generation above us two generations above us and us. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth to come into power. Um, I think America's gonna. I think that's when um, uh, new new parties might be able to uh, to gain strength and significance. And uh, there's not going to be any more of these stupid lines in the sand. You know, uh, the debates would be more interesting. <sighs> that's for sure. Because it wouldn't just right. be two guys. It'd be you know, kind of what it looks like when the primaries are happening. Right. The runoff elections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, seriously, it'd be awesome if, you know, the government ended up being like the Power Rangers because, hey, what if a Cloverfield monster happens? <laughs> then, you know, all the senators get together. It's morphin' time. And then they, you know, go out there and start beating down. It's morphin' time. You know, whatever, you know, Godzilla's coming and they get their Zords out. Let me uh, let me do this, finish up this list really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and he ended the war in Iraq. Tell mm. you said cake. He ordered all U.S. military forces out of the country. Last troops left December 18, 2011. Began the uh, drawdown of the war in Afghanistan. Uh, from the peak of 101,000 troops in June 2011, U.S. forces are now down to 91,000. I think it's less than that. Uh, with 23,000 slated to leave by the end of the summer of 2012. That would be... That was this summer, right? Yeah. So they should be all home? Not yet. According to the Secretary of Defense, Leon Panetta, the combat mission there will be over by next year. That is the plan. Um, he eliminated Osama bin Laden. Woot woot. What are you doing over there? Because um, I keep making noises. So. Oh, okay. I see. Nope, don't worry doing. about me. Uh, Do your thing. It's, oh, it's, it's, making, it's weirding me out. <laughs> 
Um, he eliminated. He uh, he 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 put the orders into motion for SEAL Team Six. A film coming out, I think, later this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, they actually they wanted to do it after the election just to make sure that people didn't think it was some kind of, um, <coughs> like ad campaign, like you know Hollywood being behind Obama, which everybody says. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, go on. Um, he uh, turned around the U.S. auto industry. That was another thing that was uh, that was on the brink of no more, gone the way of the dodo bird in 2008. The uh, U.S. auto industry, which uh, for a very long time was the global force on planet earth as far as car manufacturing um was dead mm. um mitt romney uh suggested we let them go bankrupt um and because of <clears throat> so so that means no more taking away jobs again because of uh, what barack obama did um in 2009, he injected $62 billion in federal money, and they all were like, oh, General Motors, it's now government motors. Anyway, they still own a huge, uh, they're still huge stockholders, but that won't be for long. On uh, the top of $13.4 billion in loans from the Bush administration uh, into the ailing GM and Chrysler companies in return for uh, equity stakes and agreements for massive restructuring. Since bottoming out in 2009, the auto industry has added more than 100,000 jobs. In 2011, the big three automakers all gained market share for the first time in two decades. The government expects to lose $16 billion of its investments, less if the price of GM stock uh, it still owns increases. So anyway, and the bottom line is um, GM is once again the largest automobile manufacturer on the planet and Romney's gonna let them go and <clears throat> let all these jobs go right. brilliant um, he recapitalized the banks uh, he uh, he repealed don't ask don't tell which allowed for um, gay service members to um, basically not have to Sir. yeah or if they were serving uh, hide uh, basically right don't ask don't tell um, toppled uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Toppled Muammar Gaddafi. Well, that one is that with really no boots on the ground? Eh, not really. It's more of a UN thing, but because right. um, eh. that's that, that's one that you know, yeah, we didn't have to be a part of it. And he did uh, say there would be uh, no boots on the ground. No boots were on the ground, and with the assistance, I mean, the United States is the UN, basically. I mean, you know, NATO, UN, it is the United States. And uh, with our help, the rebels were able to um, kill, say, kill that son of a bitch. I think it's son either bitch. What, NATO that's made up of a bunch of little tiny countries nobody's really heard of. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Muammar Gaddafi, that's Which a nobody pudding really face, melted, melted plastic face Gaddafi. Nobody ever agreed how to spell his name. So. Um, he uh, told Mubarak to go. I don't know about that really either. The, part, the United States has a lot of pull, but... Um, he uh, reversed Bush torture policies. He improved America's image abroad. Definitely did. Um, kicked banks uh, out of federal student loan programs, and expend he expanded uh, the Pell Grant spending, which uh, is very helpful to a lot of kids who could never afford to go to college. I loved the Pell Grant. Paid uh, for my, that one year I was in New York. Yeah. Well, some of it. You really expanded it. Sally Mae, I still owe. Sally. 
much. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, too. Uh, he uh, created Race to the Top uh, with funds from the stimulus, started a 4.35 billion program of a competitive grants to encourage and reward states for education reform. Uh, he bo boosted fuel efficiency standards. He coordinated international response to the financial crisis, uh, passed mini-stimuli, uh, I don't know about, uh, to help families hurt by the recession and spur the economy as stimulus spending declined, signed series of measures in 2010 and 2011 to extend unemployment, yes, to extend unemployment insurance and cut payroll taxes. Um, began the Asia pivot, quote unquote pivot, I'm not going to go, but uh, increased support for veterans, um, tightened sanctions on Iran. Mitt Romney wants to go to full-out war with Iran, hmm. like we can afford that. Uh, let's see. Created conditions to begin closing um, dirtiest power plants with uh, new EPA restrictions. Passed credit card reforms. Um, I remember that one. Eliminated Catch-22 and pay equity laws. <clears throat> Protected two liberal seats on the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, he nominated um, the first Hispanic uh, uh, appellate judge. Uh, I was say, I think she has got a Sotomayor, name. Sonia yeah. Sotomayor, first Hispanic, and uh, third woman to serve in 2009. Uh, Elena Kagan, the fourth woman to serve, uh, replaced David Souter and John Paul Stevens. Uh, he improved food safety system with the FDA. Uh, achieved New Start treaty. Uh, that was uh, with Russia, basically to um, two countries to start, you know, dismantling mm -hmm. nuclear bombs. Since we, the two countries combined, have enough to blow up the planet a zillion times over. Fun. Uh, expanded national service, expanded wilderness and watershed protections, gave the FDA power to regulate tobacco. Mm. Uh, <laughs> push federal uh, agents. Uh, trust me, I'm I'm not sitting here, you know pounding my chest saying that Obama is God and that everything he does. You know, I'm a big supporter of Obama, but, you know, obviously we don't agree with everything. And, you know, everybody has their flaws. Uh, push federal agencies to be, uh, to be green leaders, uh, pass Fair Sentencing Act, trimmed and uh, reorientated missile defense, uh, began post-9-11 post military build-down, uh, let space shuttle, uh, let space shuttle die and killed plan moon mission uh how's that a good thing yeah i don't know i'd have to there's a big huge thing on it uh basically save some money by uh <laughs> killing uh plans to space i'd say i, I think mean, we could i mean we'll be upset about that i think you know let's put it on the back burner um maybe let the plan is is to let the uh let the corporations take over oh so, 10 i would really not like him for that <clears throat> uh i was really in, into space back then yeah so was i jean-luc picard <laughs> invested heavily in a renewable technology crafted next generation school tests cracked down on bad for profit colleges improved school nutrition with the help of his wife ah, right expanded hate crime prote uh, protections um uh brokered agreement for speedy compensation to victims of gulf oil spill um created recovery.gov, pushed broadband coverage, expanded health coverage for children, 
Uh, recognize the dangers of carbon dioxide with the EPA declared carbon dioxide pollutant. Expanded uh, stem cell research. Uh, provided payment to wronged minor minority farmers. Wronged minority farmers provided payment to wronged minority farmers. Helped South Sudan declare, uh, declare independence. Uh, killed the F-22. What number are you on? 50. Ah. Killed the F-22. In 2009, ended further purchases of Lockheed Martin single-seat twin-engine fighter aircraft, which cost $358 million apiece. Though the military has 187 built, the plane has never flown a single combat mission. Hmm. <laughs> Eliminated it to save $4 billion. So, so it kind of seems like his most substantial stuff is at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you can go into detail with a lot of those things. Um, so is that like a website or He something? came out and, and openly, uh, there's, there's a million of them on. on That's true. You can find all of them. Just in case people wanted to actually read what it was that you were reading. That was from... Mm, uh, Washington Monthly. Okay. It's but good, I mean... Good to cite your sources. Every, um, like I said, when I went hunting, it didn't take me long to find that there is uh, uh, a zillion things in print um, of um, major accomplishments, all of his accomplishments since he's been in office. That's just the top 50 according to them. Um, he's done a lot. I mm -hmm. mean, and uh, I, I think we are... Um, Things are moving slowly. It's not a recovery by any chance. It's like um, somebody who has a quadruple bypass surgery. Uh, takes a while to recover. And mm. uh, what happened here four years ago um, takes a while to recover. You don't just jump up and start doing cartwheels. And that's what a, a friend <clears throat> of mine had said once about... Um, I mean, I think this even like the first year he was in office and they're like, he hasn't done anything. I was like, well, you know, it takes a little while to get started and, you know, you got to first get things passed. And if, you know, the, um, the other houses aren't helping you, then how is anything going to pass? How obstructionists. Obstructionists. Obstructionist. That was the word, the word that I was trying to think of before. They're, they're complete obstructionists. Everything, um, even, even things that they had compromised with. As soon as uh, uh, Barack Obama, you know, decided... Hey, you know, something the Republicans uh, threw my way as an idea is a good one. Mm -hmm. They would reject it just because he said that's a pretty good idea. The complete obstructionist. And that, that's because the birth of the Tea, the tea Party was um, just a, a, um, a devil child of the Republican Party to help. And that's their main uh, pr prerogative mm -hmm. was to um, get into power, fill some seats in Congress, and obstruct. <clears throat> Terrible. So, just do your part. God bless King Hussein, Obama, Mao Mao. <laughs> and God bless America. So, <clears throat> let's see. You got time? I think uh, you want to wait till next next segment to do a recap. Uh, we can do it now. Recap. Recap. <clears throat> You got some funky Cadillac music to uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep saying that. I think you're gonna play Outcast or something. Mm -mm. Southern playalistic, funky Cadillac. But yeah, let's, let's get into this, as you like to say. <clears throat> little Breaking Bad recap. Well, little. I guess this would be like the yeah. This was a uh, big one. I guess pretty eventful. Mm. I'm gonna let you go first on. Uh, oh, let me go first. Oh yeah. Um. 
If you were to start at the end, like at the very end, how it ended. Well, your thoughts, your opinions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how you feel about it all, you know. I was afraid somebody else was gonna get uh, was gonna die. It's gonna get whacked out. <laughs> yeah, but apparently that didn't happen. So we're safe for now. <clears throat> um, like I thought, um, Skylar was gonna do something to Walt. Oh, than, when she uh, said, let's go for a drive? <laughs> yes. Or, or <laughs> take maybe, him out, or take maybe him out thought, to the desert where she had dug a hole. Or maybe I thought Walt was just going to be, be that, like, that villainous and actually maybe kill her. But that didn't happen. But no, she brought him to the, um, the storage, storage unit. And, yeah. and I actually, you know, had a gasp of, like, wow, all of that money that they... Could, that's his empire, right? He could just build, like, a little empire out of that and just sit in it like a, like a hut. Well, I comment. I, one of my comments was on the. Uh, there were two amazing sequences: the uh, the jail massacre sequence. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the uh, the new business plan rise sequence. The rise of the new business plan. Um, you know, uh, he officially uh, created an empire. Uh, not only conquering the Southwest meth market, but also expanding to the booming Czech Republic market mm-hmm. by uh, bringing Lydia on board to. Um, help him do that so that whole sequence with um crystal blue persuasion right which uh, is what played at the beginning of this, you know, this episode it even showed a clip of uh you know the, the the can stacks coming into the car wash and she's just sitting there and she's didn't know what to do with it because yeah, it's just she's so much. overwhelmed so what did she do she started putting it in a uh, in a u-haul storage unit and apparently you have to spray it down to keep the uh, silverfish from coming in which are I think maybe the second worst bugs that I've ever encountered. I can't remember what the first one is. I'm pretty sure it's really bad. From what? 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 She had to, I think she had to put some kind of protective spray over all the cash to make sure that the uh, silverfish wouldn't come in. What do they do? Eat money? They eat stuff. They just, they're just vile, I know evil, about ugly creatures. I think caterpillars, even though they're not really insects, but they're the weird, crazy-looking ones. Hmm. I've got pictures of them, but really, yeah. I'm, I'm getting distracted again. But I want to go back to the... Um, I mean, I literally want to watch the scene again with the... Uh, taking out the 10 in the prison. I want to see if that was actually I like was in like, real time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, but I just want to, you know, I just want to, you know time it. Two to, minutes. Yeah, right? two minutes. Uh, it was great how they, you know, kept showing the watch... The uh, the seconds counting down, and Walter uh, just looking at the window. Walter just, is just hanging out in his uh, in his dining room, and waiting for the call. Definitely a Godfather move. Where it's like, no, I've been you know here all this time. I have nothing to do with that. Hmm. What's amazing is uh, he goes to see Jesse, and you know. Oh, that also had me a little nervous too. Jesse, uh, you know, I don't think Jesse's ever been terrified. He's been terrified before, but not of his partner Walter and. Uh, Finding out from Saul uh, what he had done to tie up most of the loose ends, mm. um, Jesse, uh, before answering the door, got his uh, got his gun. Right. Uh, but it's funny, you know. Skyler's terrified of him. Jesse's terrified of him. He is a uh, he is officially a uh, bad man, a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, coming back, and you know, I guess because he gets his cut. Yeah, um, those sequences were amazing, though. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Because <clears throat> um, that's actually what I had tweeted. I'm like, oh wow, that was a great transition. Because like, um, he's talking to Hank, 
And then I, think I used to like camping. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just a... I don't know, I understand the whole point of that yet. I'm sure it makes sense later. <clears throat> um, and then he, you know, bends down, then he comes back up, and he's got the yellow thing on, and he's off to work. Um, I thought that was a great transition. Yeah. And then only to find out that that's just part of the start of the montage. And I forgot to put this on repeat. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, I want to say... <clears throat> Oh, um, interesting. There were uh, two. Ret- this episode brought back uh, the return of some uh, some inanimate objects. Um, one being the return of the hotel slash lobby painting of the man in the rowboat leaving his family as he rows out to sea. That was seen before. Um, yeah, he's looking at it when he's meeting with uh, with uh, Brad or whatever that kid, his uncle, about the whole planning out the. Uh, the three, three uh, prison, you know, mm. massacring of the ten guys, uh, done within three different prisons, all within In two, two minutes. minutes. Um, but he's yeah, he's looking at this picture. Um, the other time he saw that painting, I believe he, I believe he was, uh, it was after his. Um, It was basically the whole Tuco situation, but he had to make it look like it was, uh, what did they call it, the fugue state uh, when he was in the hospital. Uh, this was in season two, and I think he's laying in his hospital bed, and he uh, he looks over, and he sees that picture. Uh, somewhere, if it's not then, it's somewhere in season two, but it's you know symbolic to... At that point in time, he hadn't really become the monster that he is now, but him, you know, leaving his family behind to set out for New Horizons, whatever. Right. You could, you could, impeccable memory. You could, uh, you could break that down a million different ways, uh, what it could mean. But he also sees it again. The second object object that shows up is the uh, the paper towel dispenser in the men's room that's all dented in. You remember that? Nope. He's in the bathroom and he uh, he wipes his hands and he looks and there's the the it's like stainless steel covering for the paper towel dispenser. Mm. Well, it's all bashed in because uh, a few seasons back when he finds out that uh, he's in recession, cancer remission, not mm-hmm. recession. <laughs> when he's in remission. Uh, he's in the bathroom and it's like almost like he's he's angry that mm. he's gonna con- you know gonna keep living right so he uh, he with his fist pounds the living shite out of the thing and when he returns in this episode uh, after getting a screening or whatever an MRI he sees that they haven't replaced it yet it's still all bashed in from where he had oh okay it. the bathroom there mm. okay. yeah. So yeah, what, the hospital. what <clears throat> is uh, his condition now? I don't think they actually said they it. They didn't say anything about it. Yeah. So that's something they'll follow up <clears throat> with next year. Um, so yeah, let's just get into like the last ten minutes then of what happened. Um, I like how uh, I was waiting for something to happen. It, it's like they had the uh, the shot just on the family. And, and they're having two separate conversations, and, and then, uh, like, uh, breakfast uh, boys pushing his little daughter <laughs> exactly, or his like, sister around. Something bad's gonna happen. Like something's gonna explode. Something's gonna get right. shot. I don't know what's gonna happen. The way that. that that was done, I think every single person that watched it was just waiting for like mm-hmm. either guys to come out of the bushes with guns or something. It was a very tense something. moment. Right, right. Which, 
really there was nothing tense going on but just us as viewers and um uh, Vince is a little genius for that one. So um, I want to thank uh, Vince Gilligan for uh, another uh, jaw dropper um, that we're going to have to uh, sit around and wait for uh, next summer. <laughs> and <laughs> thank I, you, Vince. I, I think of my mother because every time like a show goes like on a hiatus like this, she just kind of was like, "What am I going to do?" And you know, for this time, and I'm like, "Mom, relax," because there's going to be a dozen other shows that you're going to be caught up on <laughs> or caught up in that you won't even remember that the show went on hiatus until it comes back. Did you notice the uh, the the Walt Whitman compilation book uh, is seen earlier in the episode uh, when they purposely show it? I don't think I didn't even realize what it was when you first see it. When Walt gets out of the shower in the beginning of the episode, mm -hmm. he reaches out for a towel, and you can see a on the toilet um, there's a book there, and it's like. When I went back and looked at it, it's like it's purposely done like that, him reaching for the towel, and you see it in the bottom of the shot, you know, mm. because that's uh, like a, you know, a foretelling of uh, something to come. It ends right. up being that compilation, the Walt Whitman book that uh, Hank picks up. <clears throat> Hank goes to uh, drop some, uh, some loads, I guess, which, you know, I was waiting for some sound drop effects. Drop a couple dukes. <laughs> but I didn't hear any sound effects from that. And lo and behold, he discovers and thinks back of all the things that. Walter has said to him and like up you got me and it makes me wonder if uh, every time the families get together for a little uh, powwow does Hank always take crap <laughs> normally in an event like that I always do my business before I go over somebody's house right. but I guess maybe because they're family so I guess I and mean, the thing is there's only that one bathroom in that whole house that's true yeah. and it's through their bedroom because there's an episode where uh, where Walt is uh, not allowed to go in the room mm -hmm. and uh, he needs to use the bathroom and Skylar won't answer him so he takes a piss in the sink. Right. Um, but anyway, um, it was only a matter of time before you slip up mm -hmm. and uh, uh, something Walt never ever thought. And I like how they uh, reverted back to the scene of uh, you know, when Hank first starts uh, doing the investigation of uh, Gail Benneker and, and, and Walt sitting there and he's like, you know, he sees that written WW uh, to the other WW. <clears throat> and that's where he sees it in the book and remembers it and he's like, you know, Gennady, Woodrow Wilson, Willy Wonka, Walter, Walter White. White. And just that face and like, it's like he's remembering like his, fi his the fear, you know, before he's like, oh, you got me, you know, mm. like, it's like uh, for, a minute, for a minute there, <laughs> Walt almost died when he said that because the way he said it was so like uh, subtly, like mm -hmm. um, almost kind of like he's relieving accusatory. Like he's relieving his own tension. Like, oh, you yeah. got me. Yeah. Um, let's no go to jail to, to do that. But. Well, we got to take a break. We mm. do. This so, is, uh, episode three. Uh, Shout out to Dean Norris and his excellent face acting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back with episode, uh, part two of episode 83 of The Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. We'll be back. All Noise Radio, powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. All Noise Radio is an internet radio station that's fully produced by graduates of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. 
From modern rock to old school hip hop, country to classical, news, talk, sports, and more. It's the noise you can't ignore. Log on to allnoiseradio.com. Fire up the station. Find out more about your favorite jocks. Get the latest CSB news and more. Plus, you can take All Noise Radio with you on the go for free. Just download the Live 365 app to your iPhone, iPod Touch, or BlackBerry and search All Noise Radio. Check out tomorrow's broadcasters today at allnoiseradio.com. Powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. 